What up, what up, y'all? My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuned to Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey. How you um, feeling? How you living? <laughs> Well fed, well fed. You want to tell them about the steak you was just raving about, Kel? Girl, girl, <laughs> my little baby boy was throwing down on the grill. It's crazy because this is his first time ever grilling ever. So <laughs> he was on um, Google Duo with my dad, um, learning how to grill virtually, and it the steak was amazing. Like I have been having really shitty steaks at like restaurants mm-hmm. that are known for steaks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this steak just took it to another level. And he was like, it didn't have a lot of seasoning on it. And then I was like, oh, I didn't even need no A1 sauce. That's how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it I feel really, like really men, good. I feel like men just have a knack for that. Like when it comes to yeah. making steaks and stuff. And I know, I know Eric is, is only 13, but that's just to tell you, man, it's like natural. For them, yep. like they just know how to season a meat, man. Right, <laughs> they know how to season a meat well and and cook it well. And, and I, I just, I just really yeah, always it was, give it to men. Yes, mm-hmm. it was so tender. Like I wasn't like struggling to get through it. I don't know if the the cut of meat made a difference as well, but bitch, I'm ready to go to the what store cup, buy some more steak. What cut was it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really don't even know what cut it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um Yeah. It was man. bomb. Steak be hitting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, this week, y'all, we're gonna be talking about a few stories in the media. This is kind of like a semi shoot the shit episode. Uh <laughs> but we we do have a topic towards the end that I guess we could that's from the media that we could like bring into the fold. For the name of this week's episode, I'm pretty. Uh, we're gonna be talking about some of the recent s- changes in some of our our faves faces uh, that are in the celebrity industry, and um, we're gonna be touching on that and giving our thoughts on like plastic surgery and enhancements in general and what we think about it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, as always, we're coming to the close of Cognac Month, so we will be providing over the, I guess this is the last week, because next week it'll be coming out on, on July 1st, or July 2nd, oh, it might be July 1st, next week, um, the episode will come out. I think yeah. so. I think you're right. Yeah, so <laughs> so this will be the last week that you could win a uh, um disco ball cup. I couldn't think of the word just now. <laughs> um but yes, uh so we'll be sure to give you a secret word in just a sec. But first, let's get to that motivational, motivational moment. moment. 
Yes. So this week's motivational moment is by by Dadinsky. It is the key to being happy is knowing you have the power to choose what you accept and what to let go. So this is my message to you guys. You know, release all your negative energies, all of the negative thoughts. You have full control over yourself. So are you going to cruise control or are you going to control the cruise? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Snap, snap, snap. Snap, snap. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And this week's special word of the week, secret word of the week is cognac. Wait, did we do cognac before? Yeah. Oh, we did. I think I think that was the first one. Might be. Okay, okay. Let's do instead. Hmm, let's do brandy. Okay. Because cool. what do we tell you guys all the all the time? Every <coughs> cognac is a brandy, but not every brandy. Every brandy is a cognac. It's a cognac. I went in the liquor store today. And I saw how they had the brandy and the cognac on a shelf together. And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait till me and Kel make that trip to France. Cognac France. Yes. yes. <laughs> and we get to, like, swirl and taste everything, you know. That's going to be so fire. TBD, y'all. TBD. And right. I don't know if y'all, we saw a lot of y'all liked our speakeasy post that we posted on um, I guess that was Friday of last week. So hope y'all enjoyed that. Um, what else did oh we had some posts from the weekend, a couple like parties and stuff that we did. How was um Cece's party? It was good. Was bartending it, was good. In that? it was cool, it was a cool little kickback, you know. It was nice and chill. It was nice just to be around like people who love her. So yeah, yeah, yeah. See, people love up on her. That's good. And bartending was cool from the mm-hmm. bartender's perspective. What did you serve the most? Rum, and mm-hmm. rum and Crown Royal. Crown Royal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that, Joe Scott? Crown Royal, Royal Ice. Crown Royal Ice. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Yes, so that's mm-hmm. the here. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, I guess let's jump right into the R&R. Indeed. All right. So this week, we actually have a lot to talk about. <laughs> and I'm bringing up some of the topics from last week that I may have missed um, because I know we had a long episode, but it was a good episode last week. Um, so I ain't mad at it. But we have to talk about, I don't know where, I guess I'm going to start with the Juve thing first, because might as well, you know, we all about, you know, we're Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations, so y'all know we're going to talk about this. Kel <laughs> DM me immediately when that story started, like, yep. picking up more traction, mm-hmm. and I'm like, girl, I'm going to just save it for the podcast so we could be super authentic, and I knew there was going to be more and more happening, because, mm-hmm. <sighs> let me let me backtrack. Okay, because niggas so was Juve, gonna <laughs> right? So Juve, I don't know if it should be said Juvert or whatever. Juvert, right. <laughs> um, rum is a new rum that uh, Michael B. Jordan came out with, and I'm I'm gonna read into the description and everything about it. But 
it's a new rum that Michael B. Jordan came out with. And I don't even know if he was necessarily promoting it, but it was his girlfriend, Lori Harvey, who posted it and posted like a coconut um, cup that had like the, the logo on it. And it was like a picture of him in front of the branding on the building and stuff. And it was just like, oh, congrats, baby, on your new you know, enterprise, your new entrepreneurial thing or whatever with your new drink, um, your new liquor, excuse me. And people just lost it immediately. So when I first saw it, it was, it might've been over the weekend um, when I first saw it. And it was the, this page I follow called Follow Soka. Um, Y'all already know if y'all listen to the podcast that my family is West Indian. So, and then also with us trying to go to um, <laughs> carnival last year, I was, I really followed a lot of West Indian pages. So anyway, that was the first page I saw it on. And I was like, oh shit. And they were immediately pissy about it. Uh, some of the comments that people had was that he was culturally appropriating the rum. So some people were saying, imagine trying to explain what Juvert is or Juve um, to someone and they go, oh, Michael B. Jordan rum. (laughs) To give some context, um, Juve is a huge street party that's held in Trinidad and Tobago every year during Carnival, but it's not just Trinidad. And I'm going to touch on that in a second. That's what I was going to... Okay, go ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, we're gonna touch on it like right now, but Mm -hmm. it's it's also other places. Um, go ahead, actually, Kel, go ahead. No, 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 uh -uh. no, you was on the road. No, mine is more, mine is more so of like a comment to it. So go ahead and give the history so they can know. Okay, so Juve is a huge street party that's held each year in Trinidad and Tobago and other Caribbean countries and other Caribbean communities that's also in the United States, AKA like New York. Um, I don't know if they do a Juve at the, at the Atlanta Caribbean festival, you know, Caribbean day parade, but like there's a lot of different States, which I've learned over the years, even LA, there's like a, a um, a Hollywood uh, Caribbean parade uh, carnival. But a lot of these states as well do a juve the night before. And me and Kel, growing up, we would go see my cousins in New York, and we would go for for the carnival for the West Indian Day Parade, which was always on Memor- on um, excuse me Labor Day. Um, so it's also called the Labor Day Parade in Brooklyn. Um, shout out to Crown Heights and yep. Eastern Park. <laughs> So we would go there, but the thing that would be so crazy is the night before they would have Juve and it was like kind of this whole like mystical, dangerous event that we never went to. They were talking about people busting cans over people, I mean, bottles over people's head and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But really it's like the his- history of it, which um, Nicki Minaj chose to share later on, was that this was... Um, something that stemmed from slavery, which the carnivals are also that too, the West Indian Day carnivals. Um, the West Indian carnivals in all the different countries is usually celebrating harvest or or like for Barbados, it's called crop over and is celebrating the natives for the most part. 
in the country and them feeling like they had something to celebrate because a lot of times they was overpowered by the um, colonists that were there. Um, and so sometimes they had a myriad of festivals of, of, of celebrations leading up to the big celebration that would usually be on a certain day. Like, so Trinidad and Tobago, theirs is usually on Fat Tuesday, the day before Ash Wednesday, kind of like Mardi Gras. So anyway, that's a little bit of history just to not go down too far in a rabbit hole. Y'all can research the rest. (laughs) But um, Juve was also a part of that whole history of celebration of how they had this kind of thing that was going on. As a matter of fact, I should just read what was being said. Okay, so Juve, which can also be written and pronounces Juve. um, So Jovert (laughs) is a broken down version of the French Jovert, and I probably butchered that. Uh, the morning time, which is the morning time, uh, referred to as day open. Juve, and so it would be late at night as well, like we said earlier, and it would go into the morning, especially in the Caribbean countries. You do that, and then you like is you are done with the partying and the the paint throwing and the mud throwing and stuff in the morning. Like you party until the sun comes up, and then usually. Let me, it actually says it here. Let me just read it from here. Um, it originated in Trinidad with festi- festivities of Cannibale, uh, which was a time when sugarcane fields caught on fire and slaves were still forced to harvest the remaining crops before the complete destruction. That event was reenacted and male slaves were mocked by their masters. However, after the emancipation of the slaves mocked the masters, uh, after the emancipation, the, the slaves mocked the masters mocking them. The festival begins way before the crack of dawn and proceeds a little past sunup. It is the event that truly starts the main Monday and Tuesday Carnival Street Parade events in Trinidad. Um, And then it was adopted, later adopted by other Caribbean islands as they experienced emancipation throughout different periods of history. It's not just about the name, it's what it represents pertaining to enslavement and freedom. So with that said, that's why so many people were pissy. Um, I did decide to look up the packaging, which Kel was talking about it too, because I was like, it's very colorful. I feel like coming from a marketing background, I knew that there had to be some explanation behind, first of all, the name alone. And then secondarily, the product itself. Rums and tequilas especially always have some backstory, especially new ones. You want to sell it. You want to sell this product to people. And so you're going to give the backstory. I felt like initially people were jumping off the 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 deep end when it came to it. The, you know, they were talking about Michael B. Jordan ever stepped foot on Trinidad soil, yet he have a rum named Juvert. Uh, Michael B. Jordan has never been to Juve or Mass, um, but has the nerve to want to profit off of West Indian culture. Um, Michael B. Jordan, okay, this is more so West Indian debauchery. They say, start talking like that. Uh, I was waiting for the word fuckery to pop up too. 
Um, for someone whose largest role to date was centered on an antagonist fiercely against colonization, trademarking the Trinidadian word juvert is exactly that, sir. Gross, Michael B. Jordan. Gross. Uh, some people were saying Tobago, Trinidadians, because they're talking about Trinidad and Tobago, um, didn't even get to make money from Carnival this year and probably won't even next year. And Trinidad, oh, I mean, and Michael B. Jordan and friends are over there doing what? I have to laugh. I'm like, <laughs> as a West Indian, I. I really don't see... Okay, let me go to the packaging first. I knew that there had to be some kind of explanation. So the packaging actually shows you how to pronounce the word. And it has the word... And this is like the... the What would they call The PR packaging. This is not what you're going to necessarily find in the liquor store. So I don't know if the bottle itself has this explanation. <laughs> But I'm sure the website probably did. I did not go to the website and be fully, you know, transparent with y'all. But if there is a website. But it has the word juve. There's something that looks almost like an island shape. Which, if I look up what Trinidad looks like. That also looks like Trinidad. (laughs) Oh my God, it's Trinidad. You see? (laughs) The packaging alone, Kel... Mm-hmm. Has the Trinidad shape on there. Mm-hmm. And it says, derived from the Antillean Creole French term meaning daybreak, Juve originated in the pre dawn streets of Trinidad as celebrations of emancipation combined with carnival season to serve as the festival's informal commencement. Crafted on those same islands, Juve Rum is a tribute to the party start. Yeah. <laughs> no one reads anymore. No one. I, and I get it. I understand both sides. So I understand both sides. And I think the issue is not so much about... I think it's the person that it's coming from. I think it's because it's coming from Michael B. Jordan. And Michael B. Jordan, while he is very attractive, he is not the most liked in the black community because he's known to be attracted to, you know, white whiter skin. Yes, mm-hmm. white women. So they yeah, already yeah, got yeah, that yeah, beef yeah. with him. They already got that beef with him. Now he is with Lori. Lori, we pick and choose when we want to like her and when we want to hate on her. Like in mm-hmm. the urban, I don't even want to say black community because. I'm, I'm I'm about to tie all this all in together. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so people pick and choose when they want to end because I think it wasn't. I don't think it should have been executed that way in a way of like showing how she. I think she posted too early. I think everything could have you know kind of like transitioned better. Right. Did he have branding and a commercial and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, like had talk about yeah, so people that's more palatable for people to understand. Now, if you really wanted to do really good and take it that extra step. He should have been like did some sort of ties because that is true. Trinidad did not make any money last year. And depending on how the numbers work over the summer, because y'all niggas about to act wild, they might not <laughs> make that same money, you know, next year either. So like proceeds could go towards, you know, rebuilding infrastructure or whatever the case may be, or something related mm-hmm. to, to Trinidad would have been a nice little gloss over the yeah, whole yeah, situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over the whole situation. Icing on the cake. 
here's my issue with our brown community. So our issue with our brown community is people pick and choose when they want to be black. And I understand that you can be from different places, but at the end of the day, you are still black. This man is still a black man. He's still a part of our community. And just because um, he was born in the States, I'm assuming he was born in the States. I really don't know that much about my yeah, Jordan. I'm assuming but I'm assuming he's American. Yeah, that he's African American. Just because he is um shoot, I forgot my point where I was going with that. But um, just because he's African American, like basically the fact that you I think people are pissy that it wasn't a, a Caribbean person or a Trinidadian person who who made it. I but think he was paying he was homage. Trying. Yeah, he was still paying homage. And I didn't right. never came it never came off like I understand I run the shit. And for people to say like, oh, he's never been on Trinidad, so you don't know where that man's been. You don't you don't know that. He could have been there. And I'm sure that he was smart enough to connect with someone that was Trinidadian to get that understanding of, you know, like what the culture is about. I'm sure that this was never, it wasn't like off because if you even look at the packaging, it goes down to explaining what it is and talking about it. And then let's talk about the fact that it's rum. Very My niggas. Yes. (laughs) It's the most Caribbean drink you're going to get. Rum before tequila. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like... All of this is the saying is it was never from a ill malicious place. We are all still a community. We need to treat them like a community. Don't pick and choose when you want to, you know, fuck with people, basically. You know? Right. right. Exactly. <sighs> I agree. He even got the Angle stir bitters and stuff. He got the orange and the aromatic bitters in there. He got sugar cubes. He got all of that in there. All of that. Mm-hmm. He tells you how to make a drink. It's bomb ass packaging to me. Um, however, Nicki Minaj had something to say too, in that same post where I read like the super history lesson that this person provided, Nicki Minaj said, I'm sure MBJ didn't intentionally do anything he thought Caribbean people would find offensive, but now that you are aware, change the name and continue to flourish and prosper. Prayer hands emojis, Trinidad, because we all know that Nicki Minaj is Trinidadian and then hashtag Juve. Juve. We stop saying Juve like I don't know how to say Juve. <laughs> I and I don't even think you should change the name to be honest with you. I, he I don't is, see I know he is because he doesn't want that oh. heat and he's tight, you know, like I, I understand that he's going to do it, but I don't think that he needs to. He didn't. And I was very disappointed to see that. I was and I know he did that because he's gonna play nice and he's gonna do the right thing. Um you know, that's the right thing, I guess, marketing wise, um, PR wise and marketing wise. But like, my God, like, what what was changing the name going to do? And then, of course, there's people in the other com- in the African, not even the other community within the diaspora that are African-American that are commenting say, well, I don't want to hear no Caribbean people use African-American terms. And see, this is where things like we start to eat at each other and battle with each other or whatever within our diaspora when it was never to me it was never this serious people jump I, I this is what they talk about with cancel culture and fake woke culture because y'all obviously didn't read it i didn't even mm-hmm. read it till just now i'm not gonna lie but i already knew maybe because i'm in a marketing space that you don't just put up a, a product with a uh 
a name that's hard to pronounce for layman's terms and not explain the history of it. You're not going to do right. that. Right. Or especially in the liquor industry. You're mm-hmm. not going to do that. You know, even Casamigos, like they, they just, they, they always talking about some fucking agave or something like that, like that they freshly farmed and, and picked out and stuff like that. Like they, you never do that. So I just did not see it being a thing. And then now that I see that the Trinidadian shape was on the packaging, the PR packaging, I'm really disappointed that he's deciding to change the name because it it didn't have to go this far. But I know Nicki Minaj saying something probably really spearheaded it. He probably was already thinking about it because he was very silent until Nicki Minaj said something. And now here he came out with his little Instagram press release. He said, I just want to say on behalf of myself and my partners, which I did hear that I, I heard, but I never confirmed that one of the partners was Trinidadian too, which again, I'm pissy because I'm just like, you see, y'all didn't really do the research. Y'all didn't look into this. Y'all just wanted to all jump on the bandwagon and be pissy about something. I just want to say on behalf of myself and my partners, our intention was never to offend or hurt a culture. We love and respect and hope to celebrate and shine a positive light on. Last few days has been a lot of listening, a lot of learning and engaging in countless community conversations. We hear you. I hear you and want to be clear that we are in the process of renaming. We sincerely apologize and look forward to introducing a brand we can all be proud of. Sad. That's sad to me because you know what? What we missed out on here, y'all, is educating the world about Juve. Exactly. 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 You hit the nail on the motherfucking coffin. We missed out on educating the world more. You know, everybody's going to carnival and that's who's really appropriating. Everybody that's putting, if you really want to get politically correct, that's who's really appropriating. We appropriating going down there, putting on garbs and stuff and feathers on our head and we don't know the full, you know, all the stuff or whoever, Africans, whatever, that aren't West Indian. If you really want to you know, dig deep or whatever. I'm not saying I agree with this statement, but I'm just saying that's that's really, or I guess I am saying I agree with this statement. That's really the appropriation. Going to these countries, putting on the clothes and not really fully understanding the history behind why you got on a a, a rhinestone thong, right. a rhinestone <laughs> bra, <laughs> and a that's appropriation. Not having a branded product that actually explains what Juve is and has rum that's probably cultured out in Trinidad. That's not, that's not what I see as cultural appropriation. And now we lost that opportunity. I know it is so disappointing. And it's like, I I'm really big on culture and, you know, diversity. And what I notice a lot, and I'm so surprised at this because a lot of people don't really know about, a lot of the Caribbean cultures, like every, a lot of people just don't see past Jamaica or don't see past Bahamas or Aruba. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's so many islands out here. Why, why take away that opportunity? Like it's, it's maddening. Or some people don't even know about Trinidad outside of carnival. Like yes. there's so much more to offer. Like there, it doubles roadie. <laughs> Everything. Right. <laughs> 
everything. It's just Banks so and much sharks and bait, oil. You know? Like they're no so they're known for so much, so much more. And then it's just like you limited because you mad about some rum. Yeah, nigga, drink that. And you and the crazy thing about it is these niggas would be the same niggas throwing it back. Yeah, someone bought you a drink. Yes. Sad. So whatever. Sad. Yeah. So that's how we feel uh, as cognac connoisseurs and just drink connoisseurs. That's how we feel. And people that are cultured, um, unpopular opinion, I guess, but I, I'm, I'm standing by what I said. Uh, I'm thinking unless, about it. Mm-hmm. unless Michael B. Jordan comes out to be a true fuck nigga, I stand by what I just said. Y'all ruined it. Even if he was a, a true fuck nigga, I still stand by the fact of I... I under what what I received from the messaging that he did. Like I feel like it was more of a homage. I, I I'll stand by the statement that I feel like it was more yeah. of a homage. It was not from I'm trying to say that this is my shit and blah blah blah. Right, because we've seen that in the past, but like this this looked like it was some real shit that was happening. This was not y'all really got to get y'all definitions and, and lingo together. This was not cultural appropriation. This was not that. And y'all, y'all just love to use these buzzwords and you made it into something it wasn't. And for whatever reason, he decided to fold. And now it is what it is. But who ain't folding is some of our ladies. Okay. In the Olympics, our black sisters, our black queens. Girl, the magic is out like here running, running, flipping, and swimming shit. Okay. Okay. All right. So. First off, we got to shout out a local person that um, I did not know her. I'm not going to sit here in front. You know, some people be like, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yes, she did go to school with us. She, was, um, she wasn't our year because her brother was our year. But Chris, mm-hmm. Christina Clemens, a.k.a. Christina Manning, her name on Instagram is she the Manning. Um, is a Waldorfian, okay, y'all, a yeah. Westlakean as well. She was here, um, raised from the same dirt as us that y'all like to say y'all need a passport and you need to leave the night before to get to Waldorf, okay, for the DMVers. <laughs> well, you don't gotta be that slow because cr- clearly Christina is that fast, all right? She is a former Ohio State sprinter. Um, her last name is Clemens Nash because she's married to a very handsome man who also competes. He's also a track star. I don't know what divi- what division or whatever, but he is. Um, she is officially a U.S. Olympian. She came in third place in the uh, what meter was that? Damn, I should know. <laughs> But I don't. It's not the same as Shikari for those who are wondering. I'm gonna try and find Shikari it. Shikari is 100, right? Shikari is 100. Yes. Shikari was it 400? But it was. Hmm. Was it 400? It might be 400. I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, but while I'm looking it up, I just really loved her story because. She talked about it. If y'all see the clip that was going around, um, there was actually a clip that was on um, on the spiritual word. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, 400. I think that's what she might have ran. Uh, yes. So she is um, a 2020 world champion, uh, 2018 world silver medalist. 
And um, she is now a USA bronze medalist as of this year. And um, yeah, let me see. Oh, she did um, hurdles too. Dang. You go, girl. That's real shit. Them hurdles. Woo. Okay. Is that what she wanted? Oh my God, y'all. I'm trash. Uh, oh, that's, I think that might be what she wanted. Wait a minute. Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, y'all know. Y'all can Google it. What she want. Right. I'm going to try and Google it one more time, y'all. Just bear with me. It's been a week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, Christina Clemens. But um, she went through a lot because she had an injury. And she had to heal from that, I believe, in 2019. And so she wasn't able to compete. And then, you know, last year she was good to go. But uh, also, okay, so it's the 100 meter hurdles. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. So they like to say on Wikipedia that she's from Landover. But mm -mm. no, she definitely, (laughs) she definitely was in Maryland. I mean, in Waldorf. What's not? Okay, I see some stories here from the um, DMV area saying Waldorf native. Amen. Yes. Yeah, I saw Betty on Shave Room comment. Everybody on um, Shave Room comments was like, Pam, Westlake. I was like, yes, Westlake. <laughs> we in. That's right. Westlake. Yes, ma'am. Okay. She is a Westlakian, a Wolverine. Okay, so let's okay. not let's not forget. Right. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so we finally got it right. Hundred meter hurdles, that is fire. Okay, and so she she was really tearful in her video that was um, circulating around on social media, and just talk, praising God that He was able to help her get through this um, time because uh, she you know everything last year when she was finally ready to go. Um, it was canceled because of COVID and stuff. And now here she is 2021. It's, it's just like, I should leave this for the last call, but everything happens for a reason. And I feel like mm-hmm. I say that a lot for the last call. So I'll just say, yeah, everything happens for a reason. And so that propelled her forward for whatever reason, you know, sometimes God kind of puts a pause on you, you know, and you don't know why. And she didn't, Mm -hmm. she probably was so hurt or not. She probably, she was so hurt in 2019 thinking she probably wasn't going to be able to have an opportunity to move forward in her career and her training and stuff like that. Not knowing that everything was going to get shut down, shut to Ross down in Uh 2020 anyway. So that gave her another opportunity to come out on top. So Uh shout out to Christina Clemens, hundred meter run. And of course, we can't end this segment without talking about our girl Shikari. Shikari Richard. Girl. Okay, girl. Y'all can't hear my snaps, but she yes, snaps. orange <laughs> hair. I am here for the colors. Okay. Okay. Orange hair, here long nails. Do it. And the nails. I always used to say back when I used to get tips and stuff like that, or when I would do my nails, I would always say to people. Like my nails are where I show my creativity. Um, And I haven't been doing that lately (laughs) since COVID started, but like that's where, and my hair, it was my hair and my nails, like in my mid twenties, that's where I showed my creativity. I've, I could always be like kind of, you know, chill and low key. I am a Capricorn, a definite Capricorn. So I'm, I'm kind of like chill, you know, I'm chill and I'm, I'm by the book for the most part and always thinking, 
But when it comes to my hair and my nails, that's always where I show my creativity. So I got it. When I saw Shikari with the orange hair, the purple hair and stuff like that, and her nails, she got to have her whole body in uniform shape and stuff like that. So where she going to show her creativity and her wild side and her fun, it's going to be in her nails and her hair. So yes, ma'am, with the Flojo vibes. Yes, ma'am, with them nails. You better. I'm here for it. Yes. I like what Demetria Lucas said, too. Hey, if you don't like women with orange hair and long nails, then don't dye your hair orange or get long nails. Simple as that. Or don't date a woman who does. It's very simple. Um, And I'm right there with her. It seems like a lot of people was criticizing her and stuff. And it's like, y'all just love. Can you just not give her her credit where it's due? Like, she just is the she's the fastest woman in the United States. And okay. y'all bad that she's, you know, with the respectability politics. Because I'm sure Demetria was probably more so talking about black people that's mad. Because we don't care about the the others <laughs> that are pissed. Right. Because they're already going to stereotype us and blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to our own people stereotyping and, and getting mad and calling people ghetto and stuff like that just because they want to be fun. She's 21 years old. Let that Live baby your life. Be. Right. Let that baby be. Let her. She is that girl. I am that girl. That's what she said on camera. I'm that girl. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with Shikari. Stop playing with her name. Put some respect on her name. Okay. Um. Also loved seeing that scene. Um. Of her with running her with her grandma. Oh, girl! I was in tears. I was in tears. And I kept watching it over and over again. Like, I'm just so happy for her. I'm so happy for her. With all that Eyes she went through, too. Eyes watering just thinking about it. Because she she shared on, on in her, like, after race interview that her, um, you know, she goes through a lot. She didn't go into too much detail. But she did share that her biological mother recently passed away. So... It was just like, wow, you know, like not even recently, the day before she passed away and she still raced. She still mm-hmm. raced. So and won. So mm-hmm. fuck all y'all that, that got something to say about her. OK. Oh, all right. What else do we have on the docket? Um. Oh, so <laughs> I did want to briefly touch on some of the shows that me and Kel have been watching. Um, so the shy spoiler alert, peeps. Spoiler alert. Um, Kel, did you get to see the the shy before I go in? I did. I did. I'll let you begin. Okay. So <laughs> I I think that what's her name is gonna die. Um, Jada is that her name? Jada, I think is her name. Oh, yeah, the mom of... Yeah, uh, they're going to kill her Emmett, off. Emmett's mom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she really serves any purpose on the show outside of, you know, mm-hmm. Emmett being a guidance for him and being best friends with the mom of all of them. So I can see her dying. That makes sense. And I, I remember when you said that, and I felt so like, oh, man, like, but I like her, but it's true, like, more and more... That seems to be, I mean, everybody has a storyline, you know, here and there, but like, <sighs> uh, yeah, it's looking like that because she got the young boy 
And man, you know, the shy is ruthless. They be killing off people for less. So I just honestly what's name Ronnie saved whole ass saved what's her name last season, Keisha killed her from the rapist and, and kidnapper. And he still died randomly at the end of the season. Like after he had his whole redemption, but we saw that coming too. Because he was like redeeming himself in his life. We saw that coming too. What we also saw coming was that what's his name was gonna get shot, Duda, <laughs> aka Mayor Perry. I saw that coming because Mayor Perry, I like the guy that me and Dennis watch that reviews the show too. His name is Mark Dark. If y'all find him on Instagram, I mean on Facebook, YouTube, uh, he does really good reviews and he's just like a real hood dude that be sharing, like talking about everything. It's really funny with a lot of these shows. And he was saying how, I like how he said like Duda was really on his ghost tip. And even he was showing even some of the scenes where like Duda would be standing up overlooking everything and just had this self-righteousness about him and just like he's untouchable. And it was just like it was bound to happen that he was going to get shot. Um, Me and Kel have our theories on that. So, Kel, you want to share your theory? On how on Duda. Oh, excuse me. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. On who shot Duda? So, yeah. Um, and I, I keep calling this girl. Can, oh, Candy is her name, but what is her name on the show? Do you know? Uh, Rose, I think, is her name on the show. Okay, yeah. Well, Rose... His wife. Yeah, who's Rose played by Candy Rose. Yeah, who's played by Candy Rose. I think that she is fed up with his shit, and I definitely think that she is, you know, putting things into place so that she can be the number one spot. She knows enough information about the game and she knows enough information about politics. So I think she's positioning herself. And the fact that he underestimates her is the best, you know, position to be in for mm-hmm. both sides. And mm-hmm. um, with Tracy, I don't trust Tracy for shit. Like, I don't trust her as far as I can throw her. And neither does Rose. Me, me. But she knows that she's an asset. So I mm-hmm. personally believe that they, them two are working together to eliminate their issue their headache well mm-hmm. and now it, it appears as though you know duda is not really an issue for tracy but in the long run it will because tracy likes power and she likes whoever can give her whatever she wants in that moment and once yes. she's done with you yes. she'll throw you away so because yes. she did it to ronnie time and time right. again Right. So it'll be interesting to see them two battle off because I feel like their relation, their French, their weird friendship is only going to last. But so, but so long with um, Rose and Tracy. So I want to see how that, that's the only way I can see the show lasting long. I don't see the show lasting that long. I see it ending really soon. Um, like it's just some, yeah. 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 It's not enough of a, it's not much of a story. Six seasons seems to be the, the the new number. Yeah, the new number for a lot of black TV shows. Meanwhile, you got these stupid ass shows that's about it's basically some Seinfeld shit where it's about nothing and like literally about nothing. And they be on for 12 seasons. But anyway, um <laughs> 12, 15, 30, you know, what's Grey's Anatomy on? 20 seasons. 18. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, dog. You know, yeah. But they find new storylines. They find they bring in new cast members and stuff. But 
Either way, yeah, I feel like Papa's story is getting stale with the girlfriend and his podcast and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I guess they're gonna touch on that next episode. Um, I feel like you're right. I, I totally agree. I didn't let me just say that I totally agree with your theory. I think Rose and Tracy got something together, and that's gonna be like a nice little blow everybody away moment when when they reveal that. I'll be very surprised to see if it's not the case. Because it just it just really looks like a setup. Like if you remember some of those scenes back when they first met and she was like, Rose was automatically inviting her to her man's draws. And it's like, okay, so you saw something that you could you could use out of her and you probably knew her story and how she's super vulnerable and, and stuff with her son being killed and then, you know trying to use Duda, you know, just getting close to Duda, finding Duda attractive. You know, I think that's real, but I also think she's a femme fatale because um, what a lot of people have said, including that light-skinned dude that's so obsessed with Olympics, like, girl, girl, ain't no Olympics coming to no Chi-Town, please. No offense right. to our Chicago listeners, but like, ain't no, it's not happening. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just not. I don't. I don't see it. So especially in this this storyline where, you know, they are talking about the crime in Chicago and then they're talking about how Chicago is currently in a a state of uh, civil unrest, I guess you would say, in which they have where they're trying to rest it. But by themselves within the community, that's too much. I don't see a big brand like the Olympics coming to. a, a state where they don't even have law enforcement right now. They're in the process of, uh, what is it called? Testing, mm-hmm. testing out this theory of the community protecting itself. Hell no. Mm-hmm. They ain't coming to right. Please. So I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. They had their nice little gala and all that, but please, it's not happening. So um, with all that said, I can't remember what my point was, but I think that um, they're definitely um, trying to, you know, corner him. Oh, I was going to say the light-skinned dude that's obsessed with the Olympics that's on his team, too, and he's Gemma's father. He's a politician or whatever. He's been telling Duda to watch himself with Uh Tracy because everybody that he didn't say this, but everybody that comes close to Tracy dies. Uh So as as far as men go. Um, I do wonder, I didn't see her in this ep- last episode, but I do wonder if Emmett and um, Tiffany are going to stand the test of time. Um, I was happy. I'll just leave that there. That was an emotional scene when he broke down about his mom. Um, I, and I see how they set in the stage for Darnell, his father to be like more involved Definitely. in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen Lala in the last two episodes either. Um, and then who was I going to talk about? Um, oh, I was happy to see Keisha give birth and the baby looks healthy. I do wonder how that's going to play out with the adoptive mother. If Trace is um, Keisha is going to want to be more involved in the baby's life. Um, that'll be interesting to see as well. And um, I'm sick of this whole thing going back to Jada and I forget the girlfriend, Dre. Oh, not girlfriend. That's her wife. Dre and Jada, 
hiding this this cancer because at this point okay so Emmett knows so what's going on like right. why are you not telling her <laughs> come on she's talking about I just want to have peace and not have somebody to... I mean I know what's her name the mother I can't remember her name I know she can Nina. be overbearing hmm? Nina Nina. Nina I know Nina can be overbearing but still I'm just like Come on now, this y'all stretching this out. So me and Dennis have not have a theory that she's not gonna find out. She's gonna continue to think that they messing with each other until Jada dies, and then it's gonna be like, oh, this whole time Jada was was dying, and that's so stupid to me. Y'all, y'all dragging it, y'all dragging it. But Kel, I do want you to give you two cents before we close out this R and R on. Um, Gemma, this is a little triangle, Gemma. love triangle. Fuck Gemma, Gemma, Jake, and Kevin. Fuck Gemma. Fuck her. <laughs> I saw that shit coming a mile a fucking way. And that's why I'm blown even more so because I'm like, oh, you little hoe. I can't stand you. you like, you know that boy love you. And Jake, if Jake was, I, I guess the reason why I'm not like, fuck Jake is, I mean, I feel like Jake has already kind of like shown who he was and Jake has always been about himself. So he's always been that friend that was about himself. Like, fuck you, whatever I'm doing me. So if you show me who you are, I'm going to just believe you. So I guess I'm not that disappointed because it's like, that nigga, if you ain't helping whatever contribute to whatever he got going on and he has a lot going on, you know, with his whole family dynamic. Teenage angst. Right, he's sitting so, there calling her, and he he's showing her who he is too. You know, he he ain't holding back. He's saying, "I don't date bitches," and right, oh, exactly. you, you goofy, bring your goofy ass over here. I was like, "This is how them smart girls end up with them thugs." Yep, because it's a yep. challenge for them. And Kevin, <laughs> Kevin running away, and Kevin just really was one of those like he was a sadist with this whole scenario because he knew. He knew and he just had to. And that's a lot of people. He just had to see it for himself. He's like all the signs are pointing to it, but he just had to go and see it for himself to believe it. It was like he couldn't believe it fully until he saw it himself. Right. Bless his heart. I feel like this one person we're missing on the show Oh, Imani. And okay. So I do wonder, I do not remember. Is his name Rashad? The guy that plays, um, you know, Jason Weaver. I think his name is Rashad. Me and Dennis have been wondering if he was going to attack Imani. Dennis feels like Jason Weaver is soft. But he was like, I might just be basing that off of all his other roles, smart guy and stuff like that, and his voice. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do wonder now that um, Trigg has chosen, who, who's played by Luke James, has chosen, you know, Imani over him. I think he's going to kill Imani. I think he's going to kill Imani. Because what? one, and the, I'm going to tell you a couple of reasons why I think Imani's going to die. Imani has to die, one, because I think they want to really highlight um, hate in the trans community. And because this is Lena Waif's show, I think that's something that she wants Mm -hmm. to be, you know, to talk about. And they've Mm -hmm. already kept making an emphasis on the fact that she's a trans woman. Yes, 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 yes. So Imani's going to have to die. She's already knows that she's been been fucking up his business and his um, relationships with the people. So 
I think that that's what is going to happen. And she's not really been going about it in a like, like, I understand what she's trying to do. I get her mission. She's going she ham. She's, she's kind of going off she's the doing rails. Too much. Yeah, she's doing the most right now. Like, it don't matter what um, Trig says to her. Like, look, I talked to this person. It's not enough. Like, she is, it's looking like somebody that's getting set up to probably get killed off or at least hurt, real bad hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, I hope she don't get killed, but I do agree. I think she's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to harm her. But before yeah. the end of the season. It's just yeah. it's a setup. It's looking like that. Woo. Well, that was a good little tea time just now. <laughs> that was good catching up on all them shows. Make sure y'all um yeah, follow us on Instagram cuz we be talking about this stuff sometimes on there too. Um I think the Soldier Boy and uh, Bow Wow joint is coming on. When is that? That's today. You know, versus. Oh, I could just go to the versus um, page real quick. Um, I wasn't really impressed by the Eve and Trina versus, but okay. Uh, <laughs> so they really trying to promote. I, I don't like how they didn't really promote Eve and Trina. I feel like that was a a mini thing. Like it wasn't really a huge promotion. Um, unpopular opinion people have been saying that versus just really ain't popping no more because outside is open so we're kind of over it now so that'll be interesting to see um if that really plays out but i I think it might be true so it looks like it's saturday at 8 p.m eastern um i guess i won't be watching it because i'll be out of town again um that day or i might catch it on my phone i might like tap in Cause I'll be at my godson's birthday party. So, you know, kids, we may tap into it at some point, but um, if not, I will catch the rerun. Um, people got their two ways. They got the two way as the main picture and an old baby ass picture of Bow Wow from like the, the uh, bounce with me. All I want to see you. <laughs> Soldier boy with his, his Superman that holds shades on and the big oversized cap, you know, okay, nostalgia. Um, but we're going to see. We're going to see how how that plays out. Um, all right. And let's get quickly into this talk topic real quick. So I meant to t- talk about this uh, last week, um, but I missed out on it. And um, uh, because, you know, we just was tired and we had so many other more important things to talk about. But um, it looks like, oh, you know what I also forgot to talk about, too? Chrissy Teigen. Um, you know, did you hear about how she was telling people to that they need to die in their DMs? Some girl who was married to a 50 yeah. I thought it was like some new tea, but... Um, what do you think, real quick, I just do want to, because this is also unpretty and unbecoming, um, you know, why people do these things. Like, I don't know what possesses someone to tell somebody in social media, like, encourage them to kill themselves or I hope you die, you know, choke on, choke, I mean, choke on a dick is different, but like, you know, fall on a sword. And- yeah. <laughs> Not gurgle, okay? 
<laughs> no, I mean, like, um, I don't know what possesses people uh, to like, I don't even wish people to go to hell, honestly, but even that, all right, it's kind of like a euphemism for most people. I take it seriously. So I don't ever say that to people like you should go to hell. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> um, but when it comes to wishing people death, like, I guess people, sometimes they say that and maybe they don't truly mean it, but I feel like there's some people that do mean it. And I don't know if Chrissy Teigen really meant it. I I guess maybe Chrissy Teigen really was a mean girl. That's what I'm like kind of pulling this all together into. Like, I think Chrissy Teigen might've been a mean girl growing up. I think that she's a mean girl who's disguised as funny and made everyone mm -hmm. laugh. And it just kind of went. And she got away with it, you know, for so long. Yes. And um, now it's just like, now we're in the culture of digging into people's past to expose. Like, this is really... Okay. So, to go into the woo factor. 2020 was supposed to be like a year of illumination. And I feel like because it was the year of illumination, now that everything is open, we can see more clearly and we're like looking to 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 bring clarity to things. So um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think people are just everything you do in the dark is gonna come out to light. So just mm-hmm. you know, Yeah, people think of illumination. that's a really good point because people think of illumination as Oh, I'm shining, 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 you know, shining bright like a diamond. Like they think of it as a positive, but like, yeah, that's also shining light on everything. Everything Mm -hmm. coming to light. All Mm -hmm. the skeletons. (laughs) So I I don't understand why some people find the need to do that, but uh, I'm disappointed, but I'm also not surprised. You know, like, I really like how you described it. I think she was a mean girl and she, it was disguised as funny. And, you know, she she must have a lot of, just a lot of hurt in her life now and, and, and before. Because I know she just went through that traumatic episode of giving birth to, a, I guess, a stillborn. Wouldn't wish that on anyone either. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, thinking you're going to the hospital to give birth to a child and then it's stillborn. Right. Um, so I thought like maybe it was not giving her an excuse to tell people to die, but I thought it was like maybe some new shit that they found on her being bitchy to people. I know she also had a drinking problem at one point too, and she was kind of in the media with that as well. But I was like, okay, she kind of went through a lot this last year. Maybe, you know, this is her, she needs to atone for it. But, you know, maybe this is some of her reacting to that or, you know, lashing out um, mentally and and verbally. But this is her from back in the day. So I don't know. You know, what do you also think about people digging into crates for comments and tweets that you've made back in the day? Um, I feel like, you know... (laughs) As entertainment, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, mm. ah, what are we like? Not 
what is the word I, I, I would use for what we do? Consorts, like, uh, curate. Yeah, no, kind of, no, no. I know, I know, because I was going to say curate too, because like we kind of talk about, but as people who highlight and talk and dive deep into entertainment, entertainment media, and culture, yes, entertainment mm-hmm. and different cultures. Shit, where was I going? See, y'all, my brain is gone. My <laughs> so brain good. is gone. But um, <laughs> shit, hold on. Wait, we I'm talking about um, like people digging in the crates of your Twitter yes. and stuff like that, and stuff that you said in the past. Like, I cringe yeah. at some of the stuff I said on Facebook when they bring it up. Right, right. Me too. Me too. Me too. But I think it's like a thing where it's because there's it's nothing really going on right now. Like there's no news to to find. So it's like I have to pull something out because everything is stale. And if there's no news, people I mean, but I feel like if you really think about it, like it's kind of like idle hands are the devil's place. Somebody's going with no news happening, someone is going to create something because they're bored and they don't have shit else to do. Yeah. So I don't think we have to as journal. And I, I can't really say journalists because, I mean, technically they're not all journalists, but as bloggers yeah, and, yeah, as bloggers. That, and stuff, that has I taken like, over. That's a good point because that has taken over tremendously yep. in the last They're not podcast. journalism. Yeah. No one is doing real. Even people who are supposed to be journalists are not taking, um, not doing the oath that they initially mm-hmm. signed up to do as trained journalists. Like we see that every day with the um, the news stations telling their mm-hmm. own stories. The whole point of it is to give an objective bias, but everybody got opinions. Right. So. And I do want to highlight something that the city girl said. They said um, that the high, at least the headline was that the internet world has gotten out of control and people only say negative things to go viral. It's not genuine hate no more. So there's also you know, people that love to troll, Trolled. like trolling is at an all-time high. Yep. And they love to do it just so that they could get some kind of highlight. And that's like the new news now. Having yeah. your tweets and posts highlighted and now it's like you you are somewhat of a curator <laughs> like we were trying to say earlier. Like you, yeah. oh, your, your opinion matters. We don't know what the person behind the blue egg or the gray, the gray <laughs> stick right. figure image is saying, you know how many people, the sickest thing to me is how many people will make an Instagram page just to say something nasty in the, st- mm. in the comments or to the person, even worse in the comments. Cause it's like, you didn't even go to the person. Like <laughs> I think Amanda <laughs> Seals posted something about somebody calling her a nappy head. Like girl, stop wearing your hair all nappy. Like it's not cute. And they literally made the page to do that. It was like some fake, you know, 325, you know, like them TikTok names. Like I was just like, are you? And this happens every day, B, every day. And I just, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all really be bored. Like y'all, and to just get that angry and that deep. Like I remember when we used to make fake accounts to like stalk our man. You know, mm-hmm. like y'all making fake accounts to talk to somebody that y'all don't even really know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, it's like the the effort. <laughs> it's the yeah. effort for me. It's the time for me. Okay. Like you have way too much time on your hands. Yo, way you too can much be time unemployed on your hands. And still, <laughs> like all last year, like during COVID, I never thought to make a fake account 
to talk to somebody crazy. Like, it's just, I have so many other things <laughs> to it's do with the my idiocracy of it. Like, I really feel like the world is getting stupider and stupider as, you know, the time goes. And it's just, it's, it's a sad. really unpretty place. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. One more thing before we get into the, the the Cardi B thing, because we've been following this story with Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon did say that he is living. There was like a Howard Stern interview he did a couple years back that resurfaced where he said he's been basically living freely um, and living his best life because he does feel like he's going to die sooner than others. And I don't know when he when he posted the is lupus, right? Is that what it baby is? mother. Hmm? Yes, he has lupus or something like yes, that. Mm-hmm. Um, when his um, newest baby mother posted him and her on a beach on Father's Day or whatever, their um, maternity pictures, um, he was like, one thing for sure, one thing's for certain, Nick Cannon going to show up for the maternity photos. <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, y'all niggas ain't shit. <laughs> but... Um, uh, what's that? What's that comedian name? Star- Lil Duval. Huh? Is it Lil Duval? Yeah, Lil Duval. Lil Duval was like, <laughs> you know, he effing out here. I'm I, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly, but he he basically he having kids out here like he about to die. So when I saw that clip come out, I was like, damn, what if that's what it is? I still don't think that's <laughs> that's very responsible. That's even worse. I've, like I'm just gonna yeah. plant all these seeds. And not it's, even really be here to see them grow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a very selfish thing. And I think he's like, oh, I'm trying to leave a legacy. But nigga, you had a legacy when you had your first set of twins. Calm down. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. calm yeah. down. You don't have to sow your seed in every single bitch that you're fucking. Oh, God. <laughs> but I do think, and, and also to, like, to go into that woo again, um, mm-hmm. I can see that happening. And it reminds me of um, Left Eye. Right before she died, like she knew it was it was coming, and that's why she wanted to go to where what was Honduras, I think. Honduras, yeah, yeah, Honduras to whatever her cleanse her spirit, cleanse her soul, whatever she was doing. Mm -hmm. So I think that that could very well be a thing, and I know she's kind of in that woo like, you know, um, conversation. Yeah, like even with the whole like Dr. Sebi and mm-hmm. natural mm-hmm. stuff, like I feel like he's very in tuned with his body. So he is, he is, and he, I guess he has to be with you know, with him having lupus and stuff. And he's he from the outside looking in, he's very well, you know, he looks like he's in great shape and, mm-hmm. and all that. Um, you know, all jokes aside, I don't want to see him go anytime soon i'm sure you don't either kel he, he's he definitely has outside of his children he has a legacy nickelodeon yeah. done in his legacy now he mm-hmm. got a legacy with wild now with all these comedians that came underneath him giving them opportunities he he was able to shift too with that because he shifted with like the instagram um uh you know comedians and stuff like that so I, I really, in giving them play or whatever online, I mean, on television. Uh, so I, I, I'm not a huge fan of this stuff with the, the, I don't think that's pretty at all. I don't think it's cute having all these mm-hmm. kids with all these women, like, because you could have all the money on the world. How are you going to be present for all these children? 
And then on top of that, you think, you know, that your time here on earth is going to be short. I don't know. But you know what? It's also not my business. It is not my business. And one thing I I, I, some people like we can't say is that I have never heard a negative thing about him when it comes to parenting. Like not even from Mariah. And Mariah is the type of person who will air your shit out. She's petty like that. Mm -hmm. And she over there making Eminem videos. Right. Right. She over there making Eminem videos till this day. You know. Right. (laughs) Right. I guess he is pre- somehow, somehow, some way he is present in the children. That nigga was teleporting around for Valentine's Day. So I know, right? Make everybody feel special. Nigga, send me a PR package. You ain't even gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> I want some of right. So bless the children, Lord. Bless the children and bless. Um, Lord, I was going to call him Kevin Hart. <laughs> Bless uh, Nick Cannon with lo- long life and good health because, uh, if anything, we just want him to be around for all these kids that he's making <laughs> in the name of Jesus. And that's a real <laughs> prayer. Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs> really quick, I want to touch on Cardi B and K. Michelle. First, I want to talk about K. Michelle's new face, which is what I said we missed out on last week. K. Michelle... The, she was talking about she posted a video singing that Nicki Minaj song, you ain't fuck me you fuck the old body this the whole this a old face this a this a whole new face like new face new body everything like I don't know what this is like they say that you shed skin like you shed an old like a whole body of skin or whatever every seven years she oh, doesn't do? shed a whole human being like <laughs> I don't know who this is. We saw the pictures of her talking about, oh, I'm trying to wear pink this year. Something, something like she was like, you know how people be posing a picture that women be posing a picture of their ass and be like, oh, who's going to the beach next week? I'm trying to link up. Like, <laughs> you know, or or even worse, like, the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> like, that that was kind of what the 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 quote was giving me, <laughs> um, what the uh, caption was given, um, because it it was clear that she was showing us the new and it quote unquote improved version of her. Uh, K Michelle is several shades lighter, which is something I didn't pick up on at first, but she is definitely several shades lighter, which I guess that can happen if you've been in the house for. Over a year, I don't think K. Michelle has, though. I know she's been kind of working her way through the country music industry and trying to get her, her name out there. She got some new, uh, I don't know if it's Jim Bean or one of them kind of whiskeys or whatever. She got something going on Jack with Daniels. them or whatever. Who? Jack, my boyfriend, Jack. Is it Jack Daniels? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, she did cool. have something with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has something with Jack Daniels, and it's it's definitely I could see within the marketing that is definitely like geared towards like a country audience, you know, like a down south country specific audience. So she's definitely out moving and shaking, doing different music things and stuff. But her skin it, it's definitely smooth as a baby's bottom. I know a lot of people say when you get your skin together. Sometimes it could be lighter because you are healing a lot of the the stuff that has undertones and stuff like that. But I don't know. She looks this happens with so many celebs. I mean, it even happened with Nicki Minaj where she was 
you know, had this more caramelly skin tone. Now she's kind of more so light skin. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that K Michelle does look better. Um, in yeah, some whoever aspects. did her work, send the number. She looks good. Yeah, she listen the work that they did on her. That's that is superb work. And I know a lot of people are pissy because it's like, oh, you was just out here running around telling people to not get ass shots and stuff like that. But K. Michelle has always been an advocate for surgery and enhancements and stuff like that. Um, and she's always said, oh, I'm not doing enhance. I mean, um, surgeries. So she said, like, uh, she, all she's had is a nose job, a lip lift, um, a Botox Botox, excuse me, brow lift. Um, and that's like basically some of the procedures she's done. I know she's been on the breakfast club before where she's talked about how Botox and fillers can do a lot to reshape your face. Um, you don't have to, you don't have, and you just do it, you know, when the time is right or whatever to keep that look on your face or whatever. Um, and after seeing some people like that, we went to high school with, that are doing the same thing. This is not totally out the norm. I do feel like though, with, with her skin looking better, um, she definitely doesn't have the baggy eyes no more. Um, but her eyes are a different fucking shape. Like she's gotten something, some procedure that apparently, um, Cardi B had to some, some Russian thing where they shape your eyes to almost look almondy almost like have a a natural cat eye look to it and (laughs) you laughing kill like i just part of me is like you are trying to look ambiguous and how long i always say there's a season for everything with these these different what's trendy as far as like looks goes, there is a season. I looked at this thing called This Is Pop on Netflix, which was really good, by the way. Just it went down a rabbit hole with so many different background stories of auto tune to to um, boys to men influencing all the different boy ba- white boy bands. How Sweden writes like almost every Swedish people write almost every big pop song. It was like really good. Um. But I, uh, what was the point I was going to make? Um, damn, I just forgot just that fast. See, y'all, the brain farts, man. <laughs> um, oh, the, the look of K. Michelle, I don't know if this is where I was going, but I'll keep moving on. This, um, this look is very ambiguous. It's racially, oh, I was talking about the, um, the way that things shift and change. Then, you know, I saw Dolly Parton. That's what I was going to say. I saw Dolly Parton on the This Is Pop show um, series or whatever. And Dolly Parton was so pretty. She's not saying that she's not, you know, still an attractive woman now. But Dolly Parton was such a beautiful, naturally beautiful woman. And I'm sure, you know, with age, that face would change. Um, And, you know, I don't know if she had any involvement with drugs, you know. But people in the celebrity industry, sometimes that also you know, changes things as well. But um, she had 
such a different look once she got the surgery. She also got the breast surgery. And when you get, and you know, there was a time when getting the implants and stuff like that was a big deal. The bigger, the better and stuff like that. And then it's like, you have to keep up this look or change it. Point I'm trying to get to is that when I see Cardi B and some of these other folks like K. Michelle doing what's hot and new with these looks, I get concerned because it's obviously influenced by somebody. Um, you know, what you could say is like, what is the standard to me? Like I've said this before about eyebrows and stuff like that. <laughs> What's the standard to me is um, the Kardashians. They, I, I have to give them credit where it's due. Um, they have set a standard within um, cosmetic surgeries and enhancements that I see a lot of other celebrities do. A lot of celebrities do the the looks that Kim Kardashian has. A lot of celebrities do the the slim waist, the big butt, and I mean that that originated from us, of course. But a lot of celebrities do these things, and then it's just going to go away eventually. Like the thickness when everybody was super thick. That eventually went away. Now what's hot? Being slim thick, being um, in shape and having natural curves or, you know, not even the natural curves, but curves that look a little more realistic than the butt shot. So I'm rambling, Kel, but I want to know your thoughts on how, you know, the times shift and change and you, you end up getting all these different forms of work on your body to fit within this industry that's, you know, I, and I, I am not in the industry, so I don't know the pressures for, you know, I really don't know the pressures, but I just feel like there's a way to do it. And maybe K. Michelle's on to something. I don't like how she made her face look super European and super ambiguous. I mean, like, it's like this poreless skin thing that everybody's trying to do thanks to Instagram, which is a whole other topic. Like, People are literally, I'm seeing girls on Instagram, like I'll say even SZA, you don't even know what SZA's face really look like no more because she does this, like I've learned, I learned what it was that I saw this white girl doing on Instagram. It's called like a skeletal contour where you literally make your face look thinner and thinner and the nose almost look like there's no nose. Because you have the highlight on the nose a certain way and you've contoured the piss out of your nose so much that you just look like you had this line for a nose with a little dot. And then everything else. Is- <laughs> you look like a fucking alien after a while. You look like an android. It's this androidian, poreless face look. Um, and that's no thanks to or thanks to um, the all the, the filters that we've become accustomed to seeing our faces on on Instagram. But Kel, what are your thoughts? Um I um I stand for if you want to make yourself feel beautiful, like you don't feel comfortable in your own skin and you want to get enhancements to to do that because if I'm being honest, I want some work done to my body as well. Um I do think that there is a point where you have to ask yourself, like you have to start loving yourself. You know, 
And Mm -hmm. I was talking to somebody that me and you both know. Mm -hmm. You might know a little bit more um, than I. And Mm -hmm. they had gotten work done on themselves. And they were talking about like the addiction that it caused. Like then it like it highlighted even more of the insecurities that they already had. And it got to a point where like you just can't stop. Like it's an addiction. And I think that's what is happening with a lot of um, people. Mm-hmm. I think that I would definitely fall victim to that. So maybe it's a good reason why I don't have, have that money. money you like, right, right, right. If you had the money, you. I mean, I feel you because I. Sorry to cut you off, but really quick, I want to comment on that. I think that if, because with, when I have a child, I think about the size that I am right now. And when I think about when I have a child, I, I know that some people like snap back or whatever, or most people, you you try to get back to your regular weight, but like, it's just like scary to think about how much harder you have to work after that. Um, that just becomes more and more real to me when I think about having a child and um I could see like at at least wanting to do some kind of cool sculpting because it's hard. It's hard. The older you get, the harder it is. I but I will say some of these girls young as fuck doing this. That and, that's and I think you yeah, don't even I know how, titty, how big your titty's gonna be, girl. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do think you need to give your body a chance to age and oxidize, just like your makeup oxidizes. Yeah, oxidize. You know, <laughs> your body, your body to has to do yeah, like no, seriously. I'm taking a biology course right now, and it's funny because we're talking about aging and oxid, um, oxid, oxidation, I oxidization, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's how you would say it. Yeah, we're talking about that and the whole process and how like air, like our body thrives off of oxygen, but oxygen is the very like number one killer of aging. <laughs> like that's what makes us age is the bad pollutions and air, and that could just go in a whole nother realm. But anywho, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do think that they're like with oxidation like if there's this this moment that you have this precious moment which is your prime so mm-hmm. these bitches are 20 y'all mm-hmm. y'all are good enjoy yeah. this moment because you're going to reflect back like damn give me that body yes give me that face those are the moments that you you know you want to highlight but um you know i think so we if, mm-hmm. I, I was just gonna ask like so just to finish up the conversation a little bit um, and being real, like if you was, what do you, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, yeah, I don't like, know. I'm open. would you get your face done? Would you do anything to your face? And would you, because we have to be real, like for me, I'll share first. Um, if I was to do anything, especially after I have a child at some point, <sighs> I would want to do something to my stomach first and foremost. That's that's like I think a a, so, a sore spot for a lot of us women, especially Black women. You like to have the curvaceous body, and it's we hate the we really dislike our bellies. We don't like seeing the belly there. Um, we feel like it ruins our outfits. You know, that's like the biggest thing I feel like amongst most women, um, ethnic women that I know. Is having the impossibly flat stomach that doesn't really exist. Like I just saw this thing with Marilyn Monroe where they were talking about like they showed clip, like a flip show or whatever um, of different um, pictures of 
Marilyn Monroe and her stomach, you know, still I would still take that stomach, but it was like sagging. It was flapping over. And it was like, see, we see these pictures of these girls in magazines and stuff. Um, and they're busy sucking it in. Like we, we're seeing a still shot and an airbrush shot of somebody that's not actually real. And um, or when they're on the red carpet, they got the the illest spanks on. Mm-hmm. So we, or they didn't eat before they did an interview. I mean, they didn't eat before they did a photo shoot or something. Like we, girl, when we go to Jamaica, you know that's the tip. Like you, that's what I learned from Kadeen and Deval. Like when Kadeen would have her pictures before her her breakfast. That's real. Like, that's what we're going to be doing in Jamaica. Taking yeah. pictures before breakfast. And I- <laughs> we also do that little Asian video, because I've been working on that every day, too. With the uh, stomach, doing a little stomach exercise, we sure go. We are. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Sure yes, ma'am. But um, I would do that. Um, My face, I'm okay with my face. But one thing I did fix was my teeth. That was a big thing that really bothered me. So I could say I quote unquote had cosmetic surgery because or cosmetic enhancement because I used Invisalign because I really had an issue with that and I am happier. I think it shifted my face a little bit, um, but I'm cool with how my face looks now. Um, I think we talked about that on the podcast before, how when you get your teeth fixed, it could really shift the way your your face ends up looking, um, but um, and most of the time for the better. But um, even my mom, she's talked about how she might get Invisalign. You know, now in her older age, people are getting braces and all that nowadays. But those are the things I would change. I would like my breasts to be a little smaller, um, and I can see why people after they breastfeed and stuff. Um, how the breasts really go to shit for some people. (laughs) So like what happens then? And I I think about stretch marks and stuff and stretch marks on my thighs and hips and stuff don't bother me, but stretch marks on my breasts would be something that I would actually consider um, or on my stomach too. I would consider getting that like, I don't know, brightened or whatever. Like I would pay the five. I would pay the five for that. Cause no, <laughs> I'm not about to have stretch marks, like horrible looking stretch marks on my breasts. Mm-hmm. I'm just, that's just something that I don't want to give up. So those are my things. What about you? So for me, um, I'm comfortable with my face. The only thing, what I am interested in now that you just mentioned it, cause I didn't know that was a thing and I'm going to look into it is pores. I have really humongous pores on my face. And I remember a time where I did not do want to contribute that to wearing makeup too soon. Um, when mm. I was in high school, I didn't really need makeup, but the first makeups that I was really into was MAC. And MAC is known for oil clogging and just mm. the heaviness. It's just horrible on the pores. And I think using that for such a long period of time made a big impact on my face on on despite the fact that my mom has no actually my mom doesn't really have big pores um mm-hmm. but someone in my family does I can't remember who, which one it was but either mm-hmm. way I think that I, w- I would have had large pores regardless but mine are like extra extra big so um you could probably you could probably fix that I just want to say before I forget sorry to cut you off 
you could probably fix that with a um, skin like dermatologist, like going, you know, like, you know, if some people like be like focused on their skin work or whatever on their face, like if you like enrolled in something to where you focused on that for like a year, you know, like these celebrities, that's why I always say these celebrities look the way they look because they got the money for it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They do acids and and shit to their face. The thing with pores, and I definitely have talked to the um, dermatologist about that. Mm -hmm. Um, The average dermatologist does not want to do it because it's not guaranteed. And they say, once you have big pores, you have big pores. But there are other dermatologists Mm -hmm. that if you have the money for it, they're willing to try more of a riskier um procedure treatment yeah and treatments to do it and like that's even down to like them little like i remember when the whole um vampire thing was Mm -hmm. a thing and i remember asking my dermatologist she was like nope nope Mm. (laughs) but um now microdermabrasion with that yeah i asked about that yeah but she it won't it won't do it it won't it change it to the point where i would like to see it so um, it, it would just wouldn't be, I would just be investing a lot of money and it would have to be on a continual basis. And and that's the thing, it's the upkeep, upkeep of all those things. And of course, I would like to get my breast to be even. I've had a hormone balance since I was um, in middle school and the doctors really never, no one really ever know, can give me a reason why as to why that happened, like what happened and how we can fix it. So that is something that I do want to get fixed and I've always wanted to get fixed. So I would definitely do that. And my stomach, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I love my frame. I feel like I have a bomb ass frame. And the only thing that yeah. I would want to <laughs> change would be my belly. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't mind having thick thighs and I feel like I can, I can Thank live you. with doing squats, you know? Yeah. And hips, like I can, I can do my squats and I think I would be fine. But my right. stomach. Same here. Cause my booty has definitely changed over the years. So I, right. I definitely, but I think really targeting that area with exercise right. is a lot easier than trying to, to lose a stomach. You can right. shape your booty in like a few months if you right. really target it. Yep. So, um, yeah, so for me, it would be stomach, boobs, and if I can get these pores to be a little bit closed, I would do that. Right, yeah. right. But I'm here for it. Right. I'm here for it. <laughs> so would you ever try cool sculpting? I know like me and you talked about doing not cool sculpting but we talked about doing um what's the thing called again a colon cleanse like i feel like there's still some natural alternatives for us Mm -hmm. at the the moment that we haven't tried i think yeah uh i'm i'm wondering how much a colonic would be would do i've been taking a lot of uh, well not a lot like laxative at least once a week and mm-hmm. for me, to me, that's a lot because I don't usually take laxatives, but I'm right. still bloated by drink. And I've like, I haven't been doing any sodas. I haven't been doing any juices and I just been drinking water and it's mm-hmm. still like dumb. So and I don't say, No, go yeah. ahead. I was like, I just don't know what it is. Like, yeah. Sometimes I saw a commercial recently and now we getting super personal. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a commercial recently about like ins- high insulin levels. That yep, sometimes that's what it is. Can- hmm? That's what it yeah, is. That's- that sometimes people can have. And like, there's like certain, not, it's like you exercise isn't going to do it. 
And sometimes even your diet isn't going to do it. Like you have to have an extra intervention and it doesn't have to be like surgery. It could be like a supplement or something like a special medication that you have to get on to help target that in particular and help with that. I mean, I just saw, what's her name? The the light at the end of the tunnel that I wanted to share is that I just saw that, um, what's her name? Uh, Raven Simone, who may not be your fave anymore <laughs> out there for y'all. Like, I know she was talking crazy, talking about how she was, you know, the ancestry.com shit and all that. But she just recently lost 30 pounds. And it was like, they were talking on the news to her about it. Um, I can't remember. It was like 2020 or something like that. And they were talking about how she was able to do it. Um, and what it was, was that she did intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and she, or she's an avid faster. She fasts for 14 hours, um, at least sometimes she fasts for a couple days and she'll drink, drink bone broth. And I remember Kel telling me about that like years ago, I always have to bring it up because I, d- I have to ed- admit that I thought you was crazy when <laughs> you first bought up, brought up drinking bone broth and stuff like that. And I was like, girl, don't do that to yourself. You're going to hurt your body, blah, blah, blah. And then I learned, you know, the the real science behind it and how it is healthy. You know, you break your fast whenever <laughs> because breakfast is just breaking a fast from the night before from not eating for so many hours. Um, <clears throat> and so that's what she does. She does that. And then she does a low carb diet and she doesn't really work out. But that's it. And she said, this is a lifestyle change. And I think that's what it is for for us that are choosing a natural route for the most part is, um, you know, choosing to do a lifestyle change. It's such a foodie world out here now. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard, y'all. Look at us. We cognac cupcakes in conversations. And y'all notice we barely have the cupcakes on the podcast anymore because we we realized, you know, we had to prioritize ourselves and our bodies. <laughs> we was having them cupcakes every episode. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and so, you know, everything in moderation, yada, yada, yada. But um, I did want to bring that up because I'm starting to see more and more of a trend of people really getting on the bandwagon of not, you know, of starting to fast. And if it works for you, great. I've done it before. I don't know if I really saw too much of a change when I was like serious about it, I know if you're not serious and you're not on point, you're not going to see as much of a change. Um, but yeah, at a later time, I'll, I'll share some of how I've recently lost weight, ironically. And um, I do wonder for me, for my body, if it's because I eat smaller lately, I've been eating smaller portions more frequently. So I don't personally fast, but I'm eating smaller portions more frequently and I'm seeing a lot of weight loss. Um, and there may be some other reasons to that too, but like that that's just, you know, y'all at a later time, I'll share like why it's so crazy, but it's just like, yo, like it took for this to happen for me to really see weight loss what <laughs> but right, right. Um, Kel, have you felt like you've seen um results with uh fasting or whatever no i haven't 
But um, I am trying to give it another try again. My purpose is mainly, in, I think I know why I'm not losing. It's not, a, I guess I want to retract that statement I said before of like not understanding why. I know why I'm gaining weight. I'm gaining weight because I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. And that makes me insulin resistant, which means that whenever I eat, Mm. I, I, didn't I know hold that was on part to all of, of the sugars. Yeah, I so, don't see. I gotta find that thing and sh- and see if I can find it and share it with you because that would make sense. I didn't even yeah. when I brought up the insulin, I didn't even know that about the wow that correlation. So I know why, but and like you said, it really is a lifestyle change, and for me, consistency is an issue. So if I can fix my consistency maybe I'll be able to see more of a result. So yeah, we'll see y'all. Well, in the meantime, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. In the meantime, we love ourselves. We just, we do our best to love ourselves as we are. Um, mm-hmm. That's the best we can do because unfortunately, not unfortunately, we are not straight up and down. We are not celebrities and we do not have the disposable income because we could, not be celebrities, but still have the disposable income. We don't have the disposable income to, you know, get a colonic every three months, <laughs> shit like that. Like, you know, well, I don't know how much those are. So let me, maybe we do have the income for it. But like, you know, there's little things that I think we could do naturally that some people, you know, some people get their asses massaged every, you know, month to smooth out the cellulite. There are so many things that, I think we see on in the media and stuff that we see on car, uh, commercials and in magazines that we're not really seeing everything. So we immediately have this image of what we should look like. And it's like, girl, if you had the money and disposable income, you'd look like that too, or, or the best version of yourself too. But mm-hmm. we're still flourishing, looking like sure. the best version that we can look like right now. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, that's low key my last call. I'm not doing the last call today, <laughs> y'all. Okay, that's low key my last call right there. Um, and that is that we, you know, you do the best you can with what you have, and and be appreciative of what you have in the meantime, and you know, strive for excellence, and that means your body too. Um, take care of the body that you have, y'all. Take care of the body that you have because you only got one. So whatever it looks like, I I will say my body has been holding me down through a lot lately. And I had to applaud it. I was like, you know, you may not be your stomach, stomach, you may not be as flat as I used to, like you used to be, but you really body, you are really holding me down when I really was thinking you wouldn't. (laughs) So um hold you know take care of yourself guys just take care of yourself all right now let's get into the philanthropy highlight get up get out and get something how will you make it if you never even try you need to get up get out and get something because you when i got the do for you when i for this week's philanthropy highlight it is by kuyana kuyana is in line with this fewer better philosophy Kuyana encouraged shoppers, or, excuse me, shoppers to clean out their closets by providing shipping labels to thread up. Send in a box of high-quality apparel they no longer need, and they'll receive a credit to shop at Kuyana. 
When the credit is spent, Kuyana donates 5% of the profit to the H-E-A-R-T, which is helping ease abuse-related trauma. So definitely donate. Check it out. If you're like into thrifting, you're, you've probably already heard of Thread Up. It's um, like the online version of thrift shopping. <laughs> so it is a great organization to, you know, stop the abuse. Yeah. And highlight yeah, victims yes. of trauma. Um, I have not used Thread Up myself. I've used Poshmark, but I do want to um, actually look into I it. don't hear you. What about now? Yes. Oh. I want to look into, um, I have not used ThreadUp myself, but I do want to look into using it because I usually have used Poshmark to sell some things um, and even look up some things that I wanted to buy. I, I don't think I've ever bought anything off Poshmark, but I do want to start playing with ThreadUp um, nowadays too. So thank you for that tip because that's just more of an incentive to do so. Indeed. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. Well, thank you guys for listening. Make if sure you that on, you're a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you are still here, you are a trooper. Amen. Uh, make sure you follow us at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Um, we got some video coming out later this week. Um, as we mentioned earlier last week about Kel and her mommy in law doing a really cute video. So that's going to be coming out later this week. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking it's Monday. Ciao. Between now and the next episode, <laughs> you'll get it. Um, and then next, uh, what else? Oh, follow us at CCC Vibes on Twitter. Um, and what else, Kel? Is that it? Yep, you said everything. Call your cookies and conversations on Instagram and Facebook. And make sure you like, surpri- subscribe, and rate us on um, podcasts. You can find this podcast on all of your podcasting streaming networks like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And SoundCloud. All right then. Peace out, y'all. Bye. It's a vibe.